Welcome to The Hedge, where we hold court and discuss all the latest basketball news. We have a treat for you all this week. Please welcome in comedian George Brooks. George, how are you? I'm great. Steve, thank you for having me. Of course. I was really excited to do this, especially this week with the Toronto Raptors being in the news so much. So we're talking north of the border hoops on this segment of The Hedge. Your Raptors, not the greatest season they're having right now. They're out of the playoffs, in the wrong country, and have really struggled since the All-Star break. What is going on here? Um, well, I just want to start out by saying we're not officially out of the playoffs. Okay. Very rude. We There's still a shot, um, especially mistake. since we kept Kyle. I think we'll be fighting for at least that play-in yeah. spot. But what is going wrong? I feel like all the reasons that things are going wrong make, like, it's almost like I'm not that mad that the season's going bad. Because for one, as you said, we're, we're in a different country. Yeah. And it's America. Who wants to be there? I live there. But <laughs> um, also, uh, the Toronto Raptors don't have a center. So you try and win. Uh, you try and be above 500 without, like, essentially a goalie yeah. no, <laughs> on your it. team. And then on top of that, we really don't have a strong bench. So it's like we've got a really good core, like, small ball lineup starters. But, you know, they, they can't play a whole game because <laughs> our bench comes in and then we're like, you know, big minus. It. Well, I think like our bench scores like six points a game. That's that's bad. That is not what you want to hear if you're an NBA team. But you bring up the center position. I'm always screaming that it's like the least important position on an NBA court. But you still <laughs> need one. You still definitely yeah. need to have one. During the offseason when we didn't get surge and stuff and people were like, the Raptors are going to suck. I'm like, it's a center. <laughs> who cares? Yeah, who cares? I'm always like, if you if you don't have uh, one of the best guys, the Anthony Davis's, the Jokic, you know, towns of the world and bead, it doesn't matter. You know, you take some guy on the mid-level exception for nine million a year and that's what the Raptors kind of did. And it just hasn't worked out this year. Yeah, I don't think they necessarily made like I, I get why they made the decisions they did. Like if you have a if you think you have a shot at Giannis you take it. Yeah. Uh, obviously that didn't pan out for us. So we're kind of fucked. Also though, Aaron Baines, like, I think he's the nicest dude, but he wasn't supposed to be this bad. Like he's like an, a minus nine, nine minus 10 guy. Like he comes on and he's just like plus or minus negatives. He goes in for like a layup and misses all the time. That is it's, it's rough. Yeah, it's so rough. And also our like rebounding offensive and defensive is like non-existent. It's really how we lose games. I've, uh, I'm a big Nick fan. And unfortunately, we played the game of let's wait for free agent X to show up two years from now. And so like, let's dump all our players and, you know, hope, you know, Kevin Durant's coming or Kyrie or LeBron or all these yeah. guys for so many years. So I definitely feel your pain about the we're waiting for Giannis and clearing cap space. So it just didn't work out. And you have to move on from there. But how much do you think playing in Tampa is a reason for the struggles this year? I think it's huge. I, I really do. Because the Raptors moved to Tampa like two weeks notice. Um, and then they had to find places, apartments. Then also like, I know there weren't any fans in the beginning, regardless of where you were playing. Right. But um, slowly they did let some fans into Tampa. And they are all cheering for the other team that's playing. That so is like, tough. That it's is tough. tough. Like, um, I remember when the, the Celtics came through and they, they, they were like chanting taco. Like they, the fans just wanted taco fall to come in. I guess he went to college maybe in Florida. I don't know what it he was, did. but like, he did go to college. In yeah. Florida. 
But that it's is crazy. been rough. It's been rough. Um, and then I don't know if Tampa has anything to do with this, but like we got COVID at the worst possible time. And it wasn't even like, you know, like some teams get COVID and it totally takes them out of the game. But like all of our best players got COVID. As I told you, our bench scores six points. All of our coaches got COVID. And it was like just when we finally came out of that eight game beginning losing streak and we had it like our shit together, we got COVID and it was fun. And then you come back after COVID and you're not great either. So I'm not, I guess I can't blame Tampa for that, but hey, you get it where you live in. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, no, I get it. And, you know, this past week there's been, a, you know, Kyle Lowry was in these trade rumors. You know, you have the the final post game interview where he's a little emotional. He's, you know, calling, he's talking to Drake and now he's still a Raptor. So what is the sense? Is there a sense of relief that he's still here? Did you want to see him go somewhere else? I didn't want him. I don't think any Raptors fan wanted to see him go. I think a lot of Raptors fans weren't going to be angry. You know, they kind of like understood what was going on, but I was crying like all day and, and then he didn't get traded. And then I was like, so mad that I didn't want to get traded, but I was like, I spent no time mourning for Norm. (laughs) he was the one who got traded yeah yeah and and I knew he was going to but like it's just like if Kyle's going and it's Kyle's last game it it's such a heartbreaker especially that it's not in Toronto like if he like if he had not gotten traded like he did and his first game back had been in Toronto do you know what I mean like everyone thinks he's gonna get traded and then he's actually plays he would have gotten a standing ovation that would have been a great moment yeah I like I would have been really upset I mean, I know he's probably going to go. He might not, like, retire or after, but it makes me really frustrated, too, that other teams just, like, don't understand the value of Kyle. I think they understand the value. It's just the way, like, with the cap, it's, like, you got to find $30 million to send back to Toronto, and they all have to be players you don't want, right? They have to be players that you don't want. So, like, if you're Philly, you're sending back, you know, you know, Danny Green and all these guys. And, like, they also have to be guys that Toronto says, we're going to get rid of our franchise icon to get. Yeah. So, if you're, like. Yeah, you got it. But you can't. They can't just be guys you don't want. Like, sometimes you have to give up guys you like. You have to get, give up guys you don't want and guys you do want. So, it just makes it such yeah. a difficult trade that only a few can make. And if you're Toronto, you're. Why would you give him up without getting a haul back? Yeah, I'm not. Like, some people are like, oh, the front office really fucked up. I don't. I don't so, think so because yeah because like you don't just give them up for shit no. or for pieces also like if kyle wants to leave in the off season like they'll, they'll probably do a sign and trade because of the bird rights associated with him like as you said he's he's gonna ask for a big contract and you're not gonna have room on your roster unless you have bird rights so the only way to get point. him. That is a perfect point because he's a guy who can, you know, you can still get something back for him. This is not the end. Yes. You know, so even if he can either sign, you know, a two or three year deal in Toronto or he says, hey, I want to go home to Philly. You can go get, you know, probably the same package you could have got right now. So yeah. I, I like it for them to stand pat here. I kind of hope he stays long term and he can get that one final game in Toronto. Uh, but we'll yeah. have to wait and see on that, though. He did say, like, no matter what, I'm retiring a Raptor. I'll sign a one-day contract, which I kind of was like, I love that you think that you can just make that choice. Yeah. But he maybe can. He's like, him in the front office, I, I think they're pretty thick as thick as thieves. And they don't 
they're really trying to respect Kyle. You know, they kind of did DeMar dirty. So yeah, they don't want to get that reputation. I wouldn't be surprised if they brought DeMar back this summer. Like, I know that's crazy, but like, he's a free agent. He's make, he's probably not going back to San Antonio. I don't think he's going to have a big market and he could still play. So that makes a lot of sense I, to me. I think he would fit too, but I don't know if DeMar would do like, I think he would, he's a little too sour. Okay. Like he loves our guys. He loves our team, but like the front office really, I mean, listen, I'm glad they did it as a Raptors fan. I think they made the right move, they but it's a rough one because DeMar, like we love him. Right. So from Canadian basketball itself, you know, I always think of Canada as a hockey country. Most of most of America does. You know, my family mm-hmm. has a place in Ontario. I go visit every summer. So I kind of feel like I'm part Canadian slightly. Sure. Um, I know. I don't know if that's condescending at all, but I that's how I feel. So for me personally, this Raptors run has been pretty cool. You know, it's cool to see Canada have a, a renewed interest in basketball. How much would you say this Raptors run the last few years, you know, has created that interest in Canadian basketball? Um, it has a huge effect, like the We the North era, which yeah. is really when Kyle and DeMar came through, uh, I think like 2012, uh, has really helped invigorate basketball in Canada. Because if you think about Canada, it is actually so multicultural and hockey is huge, but hockey, hockey really has a problem with, um, it's really come out lately, like the racism in hockey right. is pretty rough. And also the multiculturalism in Canada is not like America where you, where y'all like, are like, this is a, a melting pot, which is, has a beauty in itself. But Canada always claims it's a mosaic in that, like you can move here and keep your culture. And so like, I feel like basketball, um, like is more open to other cultures than hockey is, especially if you're coming from a place that's not like, what if you immigrated from somewhere that's not cool? You've never been on a fucking ice. Like hockey's a big yeah. to do. Um, so also like 7.7 million Canadians in Canada watch the championship run. Wow. There's only like 37 million people in Canada. And that that's not count. Yeah. It's, and it's not counting expats. Like that's just who watched it on Canadian network. So like I lived here, I watched it. And on a, in a bar in America right. um, and Canada basketball, like our national program is really strong right now. It's been about, it's been building for about 10 years and M- MLSE who owns the Raptors and who owns the Leafs, they are really involved with Canada basketball. Nick nurse is the head coach of Canada's national men's team. Canada national women's team is top four in the world. Um, so and uh, Canada basketball just like they're uh, they're really active and they just made a deal. They make tons of they're making tons of deals. But one of the deals they made was with Sportsnet, which is a Canadian network to actually like play more Canada national basketball so that viewers have access to actually watch Canadian basketball. And um, they've got like an, an uh, I think like an under 22 tournament coming up because FIBA ends at 19. So just to like showcase Canadian players to the, the WNBA and the NBA and colleges. And they're, uh, it's a really strong, like basketball is really strong in Canada. And it's, it's, it, I wouldn't be surprised if it started outshining hockey. I mean, we created basketball as a Canadian who came up with basketball. That is, so. that is awesome. I really hope that continues <laughs> to grow. And um, I really believe that it can continue to grow, especially with the, you know, Toronto 
emergence here and who knows maybe they get a second team within the next couple of years expansions always a, a topic of conversation yeah it's a bummer that vancouver didn't work out back in the day i don't really know i would guess i was too young to really understand why that fell through but i used to watch the grizzlies yeah all right before we wrap up the show george i want your best story on when toronto fans won the title what was what was the environment like well first of all i have two okay. not really i have one story but one story. i just want to say so I've lived in LA for 10 years now. So most, like, I think I moved here in 2012. So most of the run of We The North Era, I've been here, but um, every time I've gone to a bar to watch playoff games where the Raptors, there's like some Canadian bars in LA. So you go to them. That's awesome. Every single time I, I've gone to a bar to watch the Raptors play, I've run into somebody on Degrassi every single time. I that swear to so God. That is funny. I, it's crazy. Like every time I've gone to a Raptors game in a bar. Um, So the environment like was crazy. The parade and everything was crazy. But for me, I'll just tell like. Did you go to the parade? No, because I I was here. I also was like in between visas. I couldn't travel. Um, But I had like a comedy show the night like of game six. And I was like, this could really be it. So before the comedy show, I went to a bar and I like had a drink obviously. And then this guy beside me started talking to me and I was like, I'm really just focused on the game. I'm like all alone. And then he offers to buy me a drink and I'm like, well, sure we can talk. Um, so we're talking and then the Raptors are losing and I'm like, last time they won, I had a shot. So I had a shot and then they kept losing. And then I had another shot and I just got so, so plastered that I ended up letting this stranger who I don't know, drive me home in my own car to my house. <laughs> he turned out to be very nice, but that could have been a real murder situation. Long story short, that was the last time I drank and now I'm uh, sober and I've been sober ever since <laughs> because it was just such a nightmare. I walked into the comedy club, said hello, went threw up in the bathroom and then just walked out and told nobody and didn't perform at all. That is some That's story right there. I, mean, <laughs> I can't imagine too many Californian people letting somebody drive them home. Canadians are so nice. <laughs> I mean, his name was Chad. I walked into my house and I said to my husband, I was like, you got to meet Chad. And he's like, who the fuck is Chad? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Chad turned out to be nice, but Chad could have been a real murderer. Well, let's leave it at that. George, thank you so much for coming on the hedge. Is there anything we can plug for you before we wrap up the show? Yeah, um, y'all, you guys can follow me anywhere at um, at Georgia Brooks. I every Monday on my Instagram and my Twitter, I post a, like an NBA best bets video. So I'll tell you my picks for that day, like what game I'm going to be watching, who I'm picking, and well, that whatnot. is, that is know, awesome. We will be yeah, sure. Yeah, it's to been check a wild out. season, so yeah. my my picks have been <laughs> a little over the place, but they're fun. That is great. That is going to do it for us here on The Hedge. Special thanks to George Brooks. And remember to follow The Game Day on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And we will see you next week.